Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 6th of October. And as usual, with all in this breakfast briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening to this on a podcast or watching this on Vimeo, and you're not just a member of Marcus Today just yet, you can always head on over to marcustoday.com.au, read the disclaimer there, and sign up for a two-week free trial as well. All right, well, last night, what a difference a day makes, I guess, in terms of market sentiment. And we did see a big bounce in the US markets last night, especially in NASDAQ, which was good to see. Certainly, buy the dip mentality is alive and well, and Netflix pushing ever higher on the back of the success of the Squid Game. So, for those of you who haven't uh, caught up with the Squid Game, it certainly is driving Netflix higher. Just when you thought you'd seen everything on streaming services during the lockdown and pandemic, uh, they come up with more content that is uh, almost addictive. Anyway, SPY futures for the day, looking at a 36-point rise this morning, 0.50%, half a percent better, 72.53. And this comes on the back of the Dow Jones rising 312 points, or 0.92%. 34,315. The Nasdaq up 178 points or 1.25% bouncing back stronger than the rest. 14,434 Netflix and a bunch of other tech stocks driving that price higher. The S&P 500 up 45 points or 1.05% to 4346. So good news for the bulls on the US market and very much that buy the dip mentality in force after we have seen some days of losses. The VIX index falling as you would expect given this background uh, down 7.23%, 30. It does have that trading range of 16 to 22. In terms of the commodities last night, energy stocks continue to do well and uh, the oil price continuing to push ahead. Brent crude up 1.6%, $1.30 to 82.56. WTI up 1.69% or $1.31, 78.93. It can only be a matter of days now before it hits the $80 level for WTI. Of course, worldwide benchmark is Brent crude. Crude, uh, that is already through $80.82.56. Gold came off a smidge, down 0.38%, as you would expect in this kind of environment, down $6.70 to $17.60.90. Iron ore, well, we've got it unchanged, but it does trade in Singapore. But China closed for the golden holiday week does affect that iron ore pricing. But coal hitting highs again overnight, up another 3.3%. And the Aussie dollar at 72.88. In other commodities last night, we had copper easing down 1.5%, nickel down 0.93, aluminium down 0.55, zinc up half a percent, lead up 0.7, and tin up 1.2% there. Coal, a bit of a star though, up 3.35% overnight. Here you can see the S&P 500 had uh, a big run out of the blocks. And uh, of course, all eyes on that uh, debt ceiling and the negotiations between 
well, it's not even between the Democrats and the Republicans, it's between the Democrats and the Democrats from one side of the House to the other side of the House. But at least uh, we are seeing a little bit of optimism emerge in that, although it did tail off towards the end, closing up just over uh, 1.05%, 45.26%. As far as headlines go last night, uh, the Treasury's fall ahead of jobs data. We do have some jobs data this week. And the SEC chief says the US won't ban cryptocurrencies. We saw Bitcoin go through 50,000 last night. And oil is at highest level since 2014. That follows OPEC's decision to keep with the current plan. And Saudis cut oil price to Asia after OPEC Plus's restraint fuels rally. And Biden's national security adviser plans to meet China's Yang and the reopening trade unable to uh, sap the weakness from mega cap tech stocks and their outsized influence on the market. October, though, a historically volatile month for stocks following the September weakness. So it looks like that volatility is set to continue. And investors are expecting the fourth quarter to be the bumpiest since the pandemic market crash in early 2020. And the commodity index hits record high. Tight supplies and pent-up demand fuels price of energy, metals and crops. And the Eurozone composite PMI sees growth slowing for the second month. And the US and China eyeing further talks this week, although we do see no thaw in the relationship yet. As far as what's on today goes, all eyes, if you're an economist, will be on the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. They meet today. Our RBA yesterday had their meeting. (coughs) Um, 25 basis points increase expected from the RBNZ. And also, it'll be interesting to see what markets are pricing in for further hikes in November. Some of the scores on the doors for some of the US stocks. Netflix up 5.2%. Go Squid Game. And Microsoft up 2%, Alphabet up nearly 2%, 1.8%, Apple bouncing back 1.4%, and it's hip to be square, up 4.3%, with Facebook up 2.1% after that six-hour outage yesterday. What did the world do during that six hours? Must have ended and then restarted. Amazon up 1% as well, and the NYSE FANG index up 2.2%. In more mundane issues, but more pertinent to us, I suspect, BHP dropped 0.1% and Rio down 0.3% in US trade. But European banks had a pretty good session last night. That sector was up 3.5% last night. So expect some good uh, moves today in our banks yet again. The US ISM Non-Manufacturing Activity Index upped its reading to 61.9 from 61.7 in August. And the 10-year yield in the U.S. was 1.53, sorry, uh, 1.53, Australia 1.48, Germany minus 0.19. And this morning, Slater and Gordon hits A2 Milk with a class action on behalf of shareholders. And front page of the Fin Review today, as you would expect for the CEO of Macquarie Bank, Shamira Wakaramayan. Yanayaki has urged the government to cut red tape on green projects. What do you get when you mix red and green? Well, brown. And APM, which is a human services group, looking to raise a billion dollars in an IPO for a three billion plus valuation. And Sandfire Resources is trading below the placement price. So it looks as if Australian Super is going to pick up its sub underwriting component at $5.40 there. And Osnet shareholders are nervous 
about the deal before the takeover panel. We have seen APA get the takeover panel engaged with this as they're upset they don't get exclusive due diligence given they are making a bid as well. The APA bid is more a script-based bid, whereas the Brookfield bid is a cash bid. The two largest shareholders of both overseas companies are very keen on the cash rather than taking stock in APA. And market rumours suggesting that Qantas could tap the market for a capital injection now that the end is near, as Frank Sinatra sang. And Bega is looking at an acquisition of Fonterra Australia. And front page of the Fin Review today as well. Australia and South Korea are looking to tie up a hydrogen technology deal. Twiggy Forest, very big on the hydrogen scene at the moment. And in Henry's take today, a look at hydrogen. The green, the red, the blue, and now the red tape of the hydrogen and renewables game. So if you're interested in emerging technologies, hydrogen, look at four stocks there and a little bit of background on the different colours that hydrogen comes in, which is remarkable seeing as it's a colourless gas. Question of the day today is the buy the dip mentality now so ingrained in investors. Uh, It used to be that you'd bought the dip on a 10% drop, but now people are buying it on a 2% drop. Is it so ingrained in investors' mentality? Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. I'd love to have your company over there. It's a great group. Members helping members. Three and a half thousand plus members over there uh, discussing various issues and getting feedback from other members and also from ourselves as well. Don't forget, chart chat tomorrow with Chris at 12.30. So register for that if you've got a technical analysis bent. And ask the analyst on Friday the 15th. Not this Friday, folks. Friday the 15th at 5pm. We're running through four or five stocks that you've asked for before we kick off. And I am on the call today with Koshi, talking 10 stocks and a few ETFs with Andrew Weiland from DP Wealth up in Toowoomba. So I'd love to have your company along for that. But that's it for me. If you're not yet a member of the great Marcus Today community, please head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and you can sign up for a two-week free trial and we can prove to you how valuable we can be in your investment journey. Thanks very much for listening and have a great session. Uh